Hey everybody, it's Nicole Bonner with Taproot Conversations and we're very excited to be here today. And this is Dr. John D'Ambrosio and we are here with an extremely special guest, a good friend of mine, Dr. Liam Schubel. Liam, introduce yourself. Well, thank you, Dr. John. What a great pleasure to be with a fellow New Jerseyan and uh, Nicole, great pleasure to be with you as well. Uh, my name, of course, is Dr. Liam Schubel, and I am the founder of the Schubel Vision Elite System. That's a business systems uh, for chiropractic, and actually we're branching out into uh, to other uh, health professionals as well. Uh, I am the owner of uh, 20, uh, soon to be 21 chiropractic offices in three different countries. Uh, I have served on the uh, board of trustees of Sherman College of Chiropractic as the vice chairman, where we took that. Uh, that university from almost going bankrupt and under to one of the most premier uh, and prestigious and successful universities in the world using some of the business systems that, that I teach. Uh, also, um, past president of the IFCO, that's the International Federation of Chiropractors and Organizations, uh, the premier uh, organization politically uh, for the world uh, for the detection, analysis, and adjustment of vertebral subluxation, ensuring that chiropractors worldwide have the right to practice in that uh, model and that patients or practice members have the right to receive that style of chiropractic care. And uh, again, I took that organization uh, really unheard of and have put it in the forefront worldwide using the same business systems that I teach in the ShubalVisionElite.com uh, program. And so uh, I've also written two books. Uh, one of them is called Cast to Be Chiropractors. And that was written about my experience as a student. And I think a lot of students worldwide are finding tremendous value in that book, Cast to Be Chiropractors. And the other one is Schubel's Holy Grail of Business. And that's where we go into the, the different business systems that we apply to grow and scale our chiropractic practices worldwide. That's the short version of my introduction, John. That is quite the intro. We could just end here. <laughs> we will go further. And I, I will want to say one thing. Anybody who's heard Liam speak, um, Liam's onstage persona is very bold, I guess you could say. But I want to point out that as a person, if you get Liam to the side one by one, he's a very compassionate, very humble person. So I want to make sure people get that out of this because they may miss it if they've only heard you speak. You really share your heart uh, individually. And I think that's that's pretty awesome. Hey, John, I appreciate you saying that. And, and, and it was funny, um, somebody said the other day, you're, you're a pearl of chiropractic wisdom. And I said, really, I'm not a pearl. Uh, I'm the sand inside the oyster that is the irritant that allows innate intelligence <laughs> to grow the pearl. Uh, and that, 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 that's, that's what I think uh, my, my life's purpose is. That's fantastic. So you have this whole legacy now, but how did you actually start? What inspired you to be a chiropractor and where did you go to school? Correct. So I uh, was, uh, I grew up in a family uh, that was of meager means, um, and we didn't have much access to, to much education and much information and, and certainly finances. Uh, but my mom and dad uh, worked their hardest to, to make sure that we were going to live a better life than they had. Uh, my mom uh, was known as the Energizer Bunny. Uh, she was running four boys around to Boy Scouts, to soccer, to baseball. Yeah, to you know any organization that that would help to uh, gain you know help us gain more skills in life and and you know enjoy our childhood 
And one day she started to get these pains in her uh, shoulders. And, you know, she didn't really think much of it and, you know, did what we normally were accustomed to do, uh, you know, take some aspirin, some Tylenol, some over-the-counter medication. Uh, but it started to get worse. And so she went to visit a doctor uh, of medicine and that doctor prescribed her even stronger medication. And she still was getting worse. Well, then that doctor started to prescribe her a series of injections and she was still getting worse. And, you know, I just never forget that feeling of desperation that I had sitting at the foot of her bed. You know, she would, she just, every time she tried to move, she'd scream out in pain. And she, you know, it felt like as if somebody was stabbing her in the shoulders. And, I, you know, so many times we see that same desperation in our patients and our practice members that come into the office. And it's always heartbreaking and heart-wrenching to see people that are suffering at that level and desperate really for any solution. And one day a friend of hers, uh, we called her the eccentric friend. Uh, and you know, the difference between eccentric and uh, crazy is finances, right? So this woman was a, was a woman <laughs> of means. So we called her uh, my mom's eccentric friend. She said, you know, why don't you go see a chiropractor? And so my mom typically, and I get the same thing, and I know you guys do at parties. Oh, you're a chiropractor? Well, I don't need you right now. I, I don't have back pain or neck pain. You know, so she says to my eccentric friend, you know, to my mom's eccentric friend, I don't have back pain or neck pain. Well, you know, I, I've got something. I've got a very elegant diagnosis called bilateral bursitis. What's the chiropractor going to do for that? And so the eccentric lady says something that was very cogent. She says, well, how are the medications and injections working for you? So my mom couldn't argue because, you know, her stomach was getting bad, her kidneys were getting bad, her, her, uh, her liver function was deteriorating, and she was getting worse and worse with the pain. So she said, okay, I'll go see the chiropractor. So she goes to see Dr. Robert E. Lee in Freehold, New Jersey, Sherman graduate. He analyzes her. He finds that her atlas is in Cleveland, even though we live in New Jersey. It's so far out of position. And he does something called a toggle adjustment. Now, if you've ever seen a toggle adjustment, you lay the patient on the side and it looks like you're karate chopping the side of that patient's neck. You know, if you don't know anything about chiropractic. So my dad is a very, um, let's say, physical individual. And, uh, you know, he saw that karate chop to the side of my mom's neck and he got up out of his chair. And I think if, if my mom hadn't have said, wow, this is wonderful. I feel the life coming back into my body. I think that chiropractor would no longer be in existence because my dad was ready to take, you know, take, take things into his own hands. So, you know, here's the thing. She started to recuperate from that. And it was for us miraculous. You know, we know nowadays chiropractic miracles is really just human physiology expressing itself when the interference to that uh, innate intelligence is removed by the specific scientific chiropractic adjustment. So I, what I love about that chiropractor was he didn't just say, oh, I'm so glad you feel better. You know, come back when you're in pain again. You know, we see so many chiropractors that are like that. And that's their model of practice. And that's okay, because some people just want that. But what he did was he took it an extra step. He said, well, that's great. I'm glad you're feeling better. And we need to maintain that, you know, the, that optimal expression through, you know, chiropractic adjustments over time. But here's the thing. I, I'd like to know if, if your children have ever been checked by a chiropractor. So my mom says, no, my kids don't have back pain or neck pain. You know, my son Liam's 13 years old. Well, well tell me about his health. Oh, well, he's constantly sick. He has chronic pneumonia. You know, he's had pneumonia three times now. 
you know, he's on antibiotics and, uh, you know, we live out of a, a medicine cabinet. And he says, well, would you mind if I checked his neck? So he found that my atlas was, you know, just south of Los Angeles and we were living in New Jersey, right? And so he set up on my neck, he adjusted it. And there's a famous book that I recommend all students read uh, by Dr. Fred Barge called Life Without Fear. From that point on, myself and my family began to live a life without fear. Because we started to have more faith in the power that animates the living universe within our bodies, that innate intelligence, than a spoonful of medicine or an injection or a surgery. And certainly there are time and places for those modes of intervention. But we should always be looking at conservative forms of healthcare first before we go into invasive uh, uh, forms of treatment and intervention that have negative consequences that could last for a lifetime and even include death. So it just became that philosophy of chiropractic, of you know, life flows from above, down, inside out, and that life force can be interfered with in the nerve system through an obstruction caused by a vertebral subluxation that is a bone out of position putting pressure or obstructing a nerve and limiting that body's ability to express its life. So in other words, limiting that body's ability to heal optimally, to function optimally, and here's the biggest thing, to adapt optimally to its environment because if you can't adapt you can't thrive and my family started to thrive once we uh became chiropractic enthusiasts and so i saw that and i decided to go to chiropractic college i decided to go to uh i was looking at a bunch of different chiropractic colleges and at the time uh you have to understand this is pre-internet uh this is pre-cell phones and you know so I remember I, I looked into three or four universities. My first, uh, you know, visualization was Parker University. And they sent me in the mail uh, a VHX cassette tape with Dr. Jim Parker talking about the power of God, the power of God. And as much as I am spiritual, I at that time had a very scientific mode of thinking. And I still do. I think in a scientific and I'm very skeptical of things. And so... I, I said, you know what, uh, there's a time and a place for God. Uh, I just don't want to include my education with it. And I'm not knocking people that do. That's been phenomenal. But just that wasn't for me. Uh, then I looked at Life West and Palmer West. And I think a studio apartment back then was over $1,000 a month. And so that was, I mean, that was probably more than my, well, I know that was more than my parents' mortgage. Probably two, two or three <laughs> times my parents' mortgage. So I said, I don't think I'm going out there. Well, then I got an invitation from Life University to come visit the campus. And I found out that a, a two-bedroom, two-bath apartment in Atlanta, Georgia was $400 a month. And so I said, this is looking pretty good. And I remember I went to go visit the college and there were pictures. They, they had a stay for free, which I liked again, in a condominium that the college offered. And all on the walls were these pictures of this, this guy with his hands in the air and he was doing these high pies. I didn't know what any of it was about. And I just said, that's kind of weird. You know, there's a little bit of ego worship going on here. And that man turned out to be one of my greatest mentors in my entire life, Dr. Sid Williams. I'll never forget the first uh, assembly. We used to have to go to assembly in uh, Life University. and People just complained about that. Oh, here we go. We got to go, you know, listen to the Southern guy rant and rave. I can't even understand what he's saying. And I remember hearing him say, 
talk about the evils of vaccination, you know, and talk about uh, the power of the chiropractic adjustment. And I just, once again, from the lit, I had a scientific standpoint and I had the understanding, well, listen, if vaccines, they're, they're safe and effective, they're good for everybody, one size medicine fits all, right? I didn't know anything. I didn't know that, I didn't even know there was secondary side effects from vaccines. I'd never heard that. And I was like, again, check please. Uh, I, maybe I should transfer, this school's not for me. Uh, and I was you know, getting straight A's, but I just wasn't happy with what was going on there. And I remember we used to go to this place called the Wailing Wall, just to give you yes. an idea of what this is about. Can you imagine this? So. You used to go to this place called the Wailing Wall to get your grades. And they would print your grades out, not by your name, because that was too embarrassing, right? That was an invasion of your privacy. You know, then they could find out what your grade was. So they printed it by social security number, if you can imagine that, in the world we live in today. So you would go down your social security number and you go, oh, okay, I got an A. So I went down and I was a very, I was summa cum laude. I was a straight A student. And I'd go down, go down and, oh, I got a 98 out of 100 and I started to do my, my dance like a failure. Of, I, I didn't get a perfect score because I changed the answer. Ah! And this orangutan looking fellow grabs me on my shoulder and I, and I look and it's like, an, it's like an orangutan, but he's talking. And he says, hey, buddy, you're not going to last long here uh, if that's your attitude. I mean, you should just be thankful you passed. And he says, my name's, uh, well, no, he didn't tell me his name at that point. I just, I took a note, stay away from that guy, that orangutan looking individual. So one day I'm sitting in spinal anatomy class and I see the orangutan out of the corner of my eye because he's distracting everybody. And what he's doing is this. Okay, and he's writing something down and he's going. He's writing something down. What I realized he was doing was he was tapping out the origin and insertion of the muscles, you know, and so he was using that to kind of guide his brain. And, uh, you know, after, the, after that, I, again, I made a mental note, stay away from that guy. But one day he said to me, hey, listen, uh, you know, I've got access to, uh, to some information on these tests. Would you like to, you know, hear about that? You know, would help us focus our studying a little bit more. He goes, I know you're good at studying, and he goes, I have connections with upperclassmen all over the place here. And he says, they have information that could help guide us to study better for these tests. So I said, sure. So we started to develop a win-win team. And his name was Dr. Judd O'Grady. And he states that he never would have gotten out of Life University if it wasn't for me. And I state that I never would have been successful in chiropractic and had such a great life that I've had if it wasn't for him. And so we developed this lifelong friendship in chiropractic. He later came down and, and worked with me uh, to open some chiropractic offices in Latin America, uh, which were very successful. Uh, and then he went on to open two or three practices up in upstate New York. And now he's a, currently he's a partner in the Schubel Vision Elite program, where we teach again these business systems to chiropractors and students around the world uh, in order to help them grow and scale their practice. So that's, that's how I got to chiropractic college, uh, Dr. John. And again, uh, you know, I'm trying to keep it brief, but I mean, the, the, the story of my life is, is just, I mean, it's almost unbelievable. I, I, a lot of times I still just have to pinch myself, you know, that everything worked out the way it did. And, and that's not to say I've had my trials and tribulations. And I know, Dr. John, you're a good friend of mine. You've seen some of those that, that we've gone through because whenever you stick your neck out, uh, people try to chop it off for sure. Uh, so that is one of the challenges in being blessed in this world 
I feel that when you're blessed in this world, you have a moral obligation to give those blessings back to the world. But when you do that, rather than just keeping your head down and focusing on, you know, just doing your own thing, when you do that and you speak up and speak out and you start giving your gifts out, you'll be surprised. A lot of people don't want to receive those. And a lot of people are actually jealous. A lot of people um, uh, actually don't want their uh, boat rocked. And, and you know, I, I'm the first guy to get in that boat and rock it around because, you know, all I care about, John, all I think about all day long from from the time I was actually even studying chiropractic college, I actually thought everything naively, I actually thought everything they were teaching at a CCE accredited institution was going to be crucial for me to help my patients in the future. So that's why I studied and got straight A's because I naively thought this is the ticket. If I could learn all this information, this is going to make me the greatest chiropractor in the world. And I got to tell you, nothing could be furthest from the truth. It's a fraud. It's a scam. And I'm so happy I'm not serving on the board of trustees at Sherman College of Chiropractic because I could, used to have to hold my tongue. But now I can literally say with all the success I've had and all the patient testimonials that I have and all the lives that have been changed thanks to, you know, Schubel Chiropractic and Schubel Vision Elite, 95, I used to say to be generous, but maybe 99% of all the information that I used to chiro that I learned at Chiropractic College was practically useless. Now, that's not to say, so don't take this as, oh, I don't have to learn this. I'm saying you need to learn that information to get your ticket to graduate and practice chiropractic. But don't be deceived by thinking just by passing the test, just by getting straight A's in the test, you're going to be successful. Because some of, the, some of the people that I know that are waiting tables right now were some of the best students in chiropractic college. So I, the, the way you learn anything is what, you know, Tony Robbins, another one of my mentors, says, find somebody who's doing exactly what it is you want to do, and success leaves clues. Duplicate them. And that's all I've ever done in my life. When I see somebody that's doing something I want to do, I know they're not doing it because they're magical. I know they're not doing it because, uh, you know, they have some special, special aura to them. I know that they've practiced their art and their science and their philosophy. And I know that all I have to do is think like they think act like they think and speak like they think and i'm eventually going to manifest the life like they have and then flavor it with myself right because we don't want to be robots or clones but there are certain systems that people use to be successful you know a lot of people say oh how'd you get to be so eloquent in communicating chiropractic well when i first started in chiropractic uh, practice i did a mandatory health talk of an hour three times a week. You could not be a patient in my office unless you attended that. And I didn't care if I had one or no patients. I still did this. I, I, I would do the talk to nobody if there was nobody there. Right. And I did that for three times a week. And many times I did that on the weekends at different uh, opportunities. I had to speak to the Lions Club, the Rotary Club, you know, to a, a business or something like that. So I was at least, at the very least, three times a week, three hours a week communicating chiropractic in a persuasive manner for eight years. So that's three times a week, at least 50 weeks a year I'm working. That's 150 times eight. That's how you get good at being a chiropractic speaker. You know, I, I, there's another book. I can't think of the name of it right now, but it, uh, very famous. Like he, the guy studied the Beatles and, and, and he said, you know, how come all these people, the outliers, that's what it's called. It's called the outliers. And he said, how come all these, what's the key to the success of all these people? And he found it was practice, practice, practice. Training, training, training. Continue to train. And I often say, 
the real key to success in chiropractic is to have this burning, burning desire and focus on two specific questions in your life. This is my life. This is the life. This is how I manifested everything in life. These two questions. One, how can I serve more people? What can I do to serve more people today? How can I serve more people? That's number one. And the second one is, how can I serve the people I'm already serving better? So in essence, we are only as good in chiropractic as the number of people we see and the quality of the service that we deliver to those people. Without those people, we are nothing as chiropractors. And that's what people, you know, I, I see chiropractors getting these, you know, uh, big heads. You're nothing without your patients and you're nothing without innate, innate intelligence. That's what does the magic so many times in spite of what the gross manipulation that you might've done on their spine. I mean, it really is amazing. I mean, the miracles I saw in chiropractic college, I can't even believe it because I barely knew what I was doing. I didn't hurt anybody. I didn't paralyze anybody. I didn't stroke anybody, right? Mm -hmm. I had miracle after miracle in chiropractic college with almost zero experience. And I would chalk that up to innate intelligence, took that gross manipulation, what I thought was an adjustment, and took made the magic out of it. And so, you know, we, we really do have to work on our art uh, and we have to gain as much experience. And that's another thing. How did I become a good adjuster? Well, I, I would work in my office and then on the weekends, I would volunteer uh, in orphanages, in battered women's shelters, and I would take care of people, kids, babies, for hours and hours on a Saturday or on a Sunday or on a Saturday and Sunday for free. Well, there was an, there was an exchange there, right? It's, the exchange was, now I'm an experienced doctor. In one year, I had more experience than doctors that had 10 years. And that's what people that come down and work with me in some of my offices say, doc. I've done more in one year than docs that I know have been out in the field for 10 years. Yes, because we accelerate that learning curve, that learning process. You know what? You want to get good at something? Do more of it. Do more of it. You know, you want to get fat? Eat more food. You want to get thin? Exercise more. Right? You do more of the things that are going to get the, get, achieve the outcomes that you want to achieve. You want to be better in chiropractic? Do more chiropractic. Don't mm -hmm. treat chiropractic as a hobby or every once in a while. Commit to it. Fall in love with it. You know, and, and Dr. Sid Williams, again, my mentor, the founder of Life University, he used to say, I didn't understand what he was saying at the time. He said, boy, you got to learn how to talk with authority. I'm like, what? <laughs> Dr. Sid, what are you talking about? I'm from New Jersey, man. I, we don't speak like that. <laughs> and what I realized he was saying was, boy, you have to learn how to talk with authority. And I would say that's another one of the huge keys to success for students and why they should be practicing, you know, their communication skills now while they don't have overhead, right? While they don't have bills to pay, they should be studying communication 24-7 and they should be working for doctors that are already in the field part-time, even if it's free, to gain this experience so that when they open their doors, boom, they're not learning from grad. Imagine trying to learn everything and now you have to pay rent and now you have to pay the uh, employees and now you have to pay this and now you have to pay that. Oh my goodness. You have a great opportunity in school and there's certainly resources out there that are extremely reasonable to learn how to be a great communicator in chiropractic because the last thing you want to do is be looking like a deer in headlights mm -hmm. when you open your, your doors. Cause you know something people buy into two things in, in your office, they buy into your enthusiasm for chiropractic 
and they buy into your certainty. They buy into your enthusiasm and they buy into your certainty. I mean, don't you love to go visit a salesman who absolutely loves his product? You know, my wife always says, Shubal, she calls me Shubal, if you can believe it, my wife. <laughs> We've been to each other 11 years, she still calls me Shubal. But my son's Lean Jr., so I guess that's why she does it. So when she goes, Shubal, you could be an Audi salesman. And I'm like, why? Because all you do is rave about Audi, 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 Audi. You know, when anybody asks me about a car, I can tell them every component of why. And I'm, I, I don't care if you buy an Audi or not. I'm just saying Audi is an awesome car. And here's why. And here's why. And here's why. I'm enthusiastic. I love the experience every time I get into an Audi. Well, I'm the same way with chiropractic. I, I talk chiropractic all the time. So, you know, I get referrals for chiropractors all over the world. Be just because of, of the way I express myself about chiropractic. I, you know, I was on stage talking, believe it or not, in Atlantic City uh, a, a couple months ago, they invited me to speak about herd immunity, right? This was a, a health freedom movement. So now that was an area I was a little uncomfortable because I, I know chiropractic. So I, I spoke about herd immunity. I combined it with chiropractic. And at the end, I had a line of people asking me for referrals of chiropractors in their town. Because they didn't know that chiropractic was as powerful as what I was talking about. They thought chiropractic was about back pain and neck pain. And they didn't have back pain and neck pain. So they didn't know they needed to go to a chiropractor. And so this is the thing. You've got to be a walking, talking, enthusiastic uh, chiropractor or chiropractor student that is kind of like Joe Stuckey was a famous chiropractor. He said, you have to be like a, a dog that's looking for a hungry bone, you know, that, or a, a hungry dog looking for a bone, right? Like a T-bone. Mm -hmm. You just got to have that. And, and it's like, like this conversation I'm having with you guys. You know, I start out the day, I start out the day or the, and sometimes I do these interviews late at night, you know, for other parts of the world or early in the morning. And I got to tell you, I'm not a morning guy and I'll be like this. You know, but as soon as I talk about chiropractic, I mean, even my wife complains, you know, she'll be like, hey, honey, you know, let's go do something tonight. And I'll be like, oh, no, honey, I'm pushed. I'm exhausted. You know, and then the phone will ring and it'll be something about chiropractic. I'm like, hey, yeah, how's it going? You know? So, so I, I've gotten better on that. But I mean, it, it really is this passion that's that's unquenchable. And so my advice to students is, is, you know, catch the spirit, you know, catch that spirit of, of chiropractic. B.J. Palmer uh, coined a term for it, spizzerinctum. It's chiropractic enthusiasm. And that's what we need to develop. Because, listen, this world is asleep. They're asleep. They are constantly pitched to. They're constantly trying, people trying to sell to them. There's a constant background noise going on. Especially now, there's a constant brainwashing going on. That, look, you are powerless. You are a victim. You're only... Uh, source of salvation is the government and medicine. That's it, man. That's all you've got. So these people are beat down. They're demoralized. They've been enslaved and they need to be shaken and woken up from this deep sleep. And I got to tell you the way to get through that. I studied so neuro-linguistic programming, NLP for so many years. I highly recommend it. The way to get through that is through a pattern interrupt. It's to wake these people up. And if you notice when I'm speaking, I go up, I go down, I move all around because that's how you draw people in to what it is that you're saying. That's how you keep people engaged because you're engaged in what you're talking about. You're not scripted. We start out with scripts a lot of times. And, you know, some people think, you, oh, you learned the script and that's it. No, no, no. Right. You learn the script 
And then you bring in dramatic pauses and then you bring in personality and emotion and tonal changes into those scripts. That's what makes a, a script so good. Because a lot of people say, I don't like scripts. It's, it, yeah. you know, it's phony. I'm not like that. Yeah, because you're a loser with all due respect. And that, that, but we want to move to another step. We want to bring you to a higher level of creativity and, and output and performance. And the way we're going to do that is the baseline is the script. And then we're going to weave in all the juiciness into the script, all the emotion and the tonal qualities and the pitch and the cadence. And we're going to bring that all in. And that's the masterpiece of communication. And, and I got to tell you, communication has the, really the power to change the world. And if you bring communication into chiropractic, it's a total double win. I mean, you look at, I was speaking on the phone this morning to an attorney and I love this guy because he is, and everyone hates attorneys, this guy I love because he's just as passionate about the practice of law as I am about chiropractic. And he has the same ability to explain complicated legal terms to a simplistic legal individual like myself in a way that I understand it, that I get it, I think we lost each other for a second. Are we back? We're back, but we lost John a while ago. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so this, so, I mean, to, to end that point, you know, he, my attorney explains things in a simplistic way to me, but he does it with absolute certainty and he does it with absolute right. passion and enthusiasm. And that's why I keep going back to him again and again. And believe me, I pay a premium. He's not the cheapest attorney in the world. But he's a guy that every time I use his services, I feel good about using those services. And that's the level of, that's what we have to create is this experience for, for our patients and for our practice members. You know, when, when you hear a patient say it's too expensive, what they're really saying is you haven't created the experience of value, of, of juiciness, of, of, right. of appreciation that, that I'm accustomed to receive every time I come into that office. You know, I, I look at, I look at, for example, Disney World. I, I love, you know, I used to go to Disney World before they, you know, required masks and all this kind of thing. But you go to Disney World and they are unabashedly expensive as all get out, right? Yep. But oh, yeah. they provide the Disney experience. And they actually teach business courses about this. Uh, you could you you could take your business courses at Disney and they'll show you how they do it, what's their philosophy, what's their training, all about that. And what it is is they want you to say, Yes, it's expensive, but I get what I pay for. And that's, what you, that's where you want to be with chiropractic. Oh, sure. You could go to other chiropractors that are, that are less expensive, but there's nothing like Schubel. There's nothing like that office. I mean, they are first class, and I'm the kind of person that wants first class. That's how I am. When I go to any uh, product or service provider, I personally yeah. want the best. I don't want to waste time. I've learned that if I buy the cheapest, it's gonna come back and haunt me in the future. And I buy one time and I buy for things to last and I buy, I buy for optimal usage of things. And so I'm always looking for high quality stuff and I'm willing to pay for that. And there's a lot of people that are out there and they're looking for you. They want high quality chiropractic service. They just don't know about you yet. So you have to learn how to tailor a message to, to drive those people into your office. And again, that's communications. Uh, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll let you ask the next question, but I don't want to, if we get the chance, I don't want to uh, leave this interview without talking about the five core uh, fundamentals of growing and scaling your business, your chiropractic business, because I think that would be a benefit uh, to be exposed to that now, the, the, the students in college. 
Well, Liam, let's do that. Let's go right into that because, you know, just in your conversation, just forget about the questions because you've kind of right. answered like, I don't know, seven out of the 10 of them already. So just <laughs> okay. screw the questions. Okay. Yeah, this is not my first rodeo, Nicole. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. <laughs> um, so let's get into that. And then before we close, I have a, I have a funny story to share with you, but let's, but let's, let's go on to, uh, to scaling because I'm very yeah. interested in that. Perfect, Nicole. So uh, when you look at any business, uh, there are five core fundamentals to grow and scale the business. Now, you should be in your business, no matter what it is, you should be asking yourself these questions. Um, Donnie Epstein, one of my mentors, the founder of Network Chiropractic, um, used to say the quality of your questions determine the quality of your life. And so I've outlined five core fundamental questions that you should be asking. Uh, to grow and scale your practice. And they are right in alignment with uh, the business systems. So the first one is, uh, the first one is marketing. So if you can't, actually, let's go, be, let's, let's go before that, before even marketing, let's go to mindset. Number one is mindset, because the mindset is going to determine everything else. And so you have to feed your mind with philosophical constructs and uh, motivational construct, constructs that move you to take action. You have to be very clear on what your purpose is. You have to be very clear on what your goals are. You have to be very clear on the timeline for those goals. You have to be very clear on the plan of that. There's a book, another one of my mentors is Napoleon Hill. And the book is called Thinking Grow Rich. I gotta tell you, I bought that book for 25 cents at a, at a book sale when I was like 25 years old at a college. And I felt like I got ripped off that they didn't teach that in school. When I was in high school, I should have learned that stuff. I would have been so far advanced at that point if I had learned those principles. What I love about Think and Grow Rich, that book, a lot of people think it's about money. It's not. It's about abundance, the principles of abundance. It's about the principles of abundance. So just the reason why I love chiropractic is it's based on 33 immutable principles. If you follow these principles, you'll have an optimally expressed life for your genetic capability. The second thing is, in Think and Grow Rich, if you follow these principles, you would have an optimally abundant life. If you apply it to finances, you'll have optimal finances. If you apply it to your business, you'll have an optimal business. If you apply this to your relationship, you'll have optimal relationship. It cannot not work, right? I'm using a double negative. It cannot not work. The only question is, and this is why I love Napoleon Hill. I love him for a few reasons. One that many people don't know, Napoleon Hill had a severely disabled child that was helped tremendously with chiropractic. He said his child would not have had any chance to have a normal life if it wasn't for chiropractic care. A famous testimonial of Napoleon Hill. And here's a man who studied the most successful people. He was paid by Andrew Carnegie to study the most successful people on the planet at that time and find out what was the core fundamental reason these people were so far above in success than everyone else. And what he found was these people had a very high level of specificity of what they want in life. The second thing he found out is these people, and this is where we, we lose a lot of this generation, that they asked the question. And the question was, what am I willing to sacrifice to get what it is that I want. You see, it's very easy to say I want a big, big practice. It's very easy to say I want multiple practices. It's very easy to say I want more money. It's very easy to say I want more time freedom. You know, it's very easy to say I want better clinical results. That's one of the things that we focus on at Shubal Vision Elite, creating more 
financial abundance, more time freedom. So you can go do other things besides chiropractic and, and have fun in other realms and also higher clinical outcomes. We wanna get the best results with our practice members. So those are the three things that we focus on for our clients at Shubal Vision Elite. And we bring those about by these business systems. So one of the things that we focus on in mindset is developing specificity and goals, time limit for those goals, and then a specific active plan in order to reach those goals. And then we include KPIs, key performance indicators. Every business that's successful does this. So how do I know if I say I want to, let's say, I want to see 50 visits over the next, you know, I want to see 50 visits extra than what I'm seeing now over the next six months. How do I know that I'm on a good progress? Uh, do I wait six months and then go, oh, how are we doing? No, I have to have an active key performance indicator to be able to understand I'm approaching my goals or I need to take different or more action steps. You see, when you fail at something, you have this perception of failure. Really, that's the universe just telling you, well, a few things. It's asking you, do you really want what you said you wanted? That's number one. The second thing it's saying, maybe you should change your approach or take a different level of action step. But it's never saying give up, right? It's never saying give up. So right. you, you have to define what you want, the time limit that you want it, and then what are the massive action steps and what are you going to sacrifice to get to that level? For me personally, I never had any money. When, you know, even when I graduated chiropractic college, first time I ever made any money significantly in my life was as a chiropractor. And I started out, they didn't have Facebook advertising. They didn't have, and I couldn't have afforded it anyway if they did. So I had business cards and a spine. I took a spine and a guitar strap, wrapped, <laughs> strapped it on my back, and went door to door handing out my business card saying, basically, I'm a chiropractor. I can help you. Let me know. Here's my phone number. I invite you to open house or whatever. That's what I did. I got a lot of no's, 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 get off my porch. But you know what? I got a significant amount of yeses. And this is what we find in all the greatest salespeople in the world. The greatest salespeople in the world are the people that hear no, 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 no. The loser salespeople are the people say, oh, people don't want this. I mean, that's, I mean, if you can believe, this is what people say. They hear one rejection in chiropractic and they go, see, people don't want chiropractic. They don't like chiropractic. They don't need chiropractic. They start the, the mindset. They start to down. Listen, somebody rejects me. That's not uh, that's not a negative thing about my product or service. That just means they're not ready for the product or service at this current time. You know, to, to me, if you want to let your spine rot for the rest of your life, that's certainly your prerogative, right? I, I, that's not against me. It's, uh, I've done my best to help you, and that's exactly. another part of the sales mindset that I have and the marketing mindset that I have is mm -hmm. I'm out there not to get something from people. I'm out there to give people something. I'm out there to give people an opportunity to express their lives at their optimal capability. I'm going to give them the opportunity and their families, the opportunity to heal optimally, the opportunity to function optimally, and the opportunity to adapt more optimally to their environment. That's a huge gift that I'm going to give them. And so when I'm doing a spinal screening, for example, I'm not thinking about getting that new patient in the office. I'm thinking about how great their life is going to be once yeah. they come into the office. And let me tell you something, if you study neuro-linguistic programming, your nonverbal communication is way more powerful than whatever comes out of your mouth. You know, you ever hear that? I, I can't hear what you're saying. Your action steps are speaking louder than anything else. Well, mm -hmm. I can read a person. So I, I, I can feel whether a person truly has my best interests in mind or not. And that's what you see yeah. all the time in salespeople, right? You see those scuzzy salespeople that you know, they don't care about you. All they want is the sale. You don't, right. you don't buy from them and you don't refer people to those salespeople, 
But a salesperson who says, let, let me find out what it is exactly you want. Even if I don't have what you need right now, I'm going to do the best by you. Well, then you say, well, if you have what I need, I'm definitely buying off you because that's a rarity. And you say, hey, you got to go see this salesperson. They actually care about the people they're selling to. And they'll tell you if it's not right for you. That's a huge difference in mindset. So mindset is key. Now watch how this is going to filter over into everything. Mindset's number one in key core element to grow and scale your business. The second one is marketing. Because listen, if you don't have new patients, you can have the best philosophy, science, and art in chiropractic, but you're going to have to close the doors. And that's what I see, sadly, in chiropractic students. Again, mm -hmm. there's some that are pontificators of philosophy. There's some that think they're you know, research scientists. There's others that think they're technique gurus. And all three of those people individually, in their own right, think they're going to be successful because of that one component of the chiropractic you know, uh, stool, right? Yeah. They think that that's what's going to happen and they're wrong because the matter of fact is if you don't know how to market what it is you do, then you're the greatest adjuster in the world and nobody yeah. knows. Yeah. I, I've, I've visited some of the greatest adjustments, adjusters in the world. You know, they get done with me and I felt like I just saw God. And then I walk mm -hmm. out and I see crickets, you know, or I hear crickets in the waiting room. There's nobody yeah. there. So great adjusters, great philosophy people fail, Great uh, um, uh, adjusters philosophy and great scientists in chiropractic fail in chiropractic right. practice because they don't know how to market. So you've got to have the right mindset to be able to market effectively. See how that worked? Well, now yeah. the, next thing, the next thing is this. You've got to be able to communicate that. So in order to communicate that chiropractically, that's part of marketing and that's also part of sales. So we talked about learning communication, the NLP procedures, learning how to you know, uh, communicate in a way where you modify your pitch, your tone. When do you use a pause. dramatic pause, right? I mean, <laughs> if you're explaining something that's so vitally important, like a vertebral subluxation, well, then you mm -hmm. shouldn't be sounding like a machine gun when you're talking about it. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, I, you know, like I'm falling asleep while you're talking, right? So, you have to be able to uh, communicate chiropractic. And now this goes into sales. So mindset, communication goes into marketing, which goes into sales. It all bleeds into, into each other. So sales is about this. Sales is about understanding that people uh, buy things uh, for two reasons. Well, first of all, they buy things for one reason. It's emotion. They buy from emotion and then they justify their purchase based on the facts. And this is what I love about chiropractic expressed beautifully is that you use emotion and then you follow it up with facts and, and science and, and logic. Chiropractic is so logical, it's not even funny. And so when I'm talking to a prospective uh, chiropractic uh, patient in my office, I'm going to talk about things that are going to emotionally uh, have them understand Mm -hmm. the vital importance of taking care of their spine and the sense of urgency in taking care of that spine. Because if what I have is not serious and what I have is not urgent, mm -hmm. well then, you know, now the price that you're asking is maybe expensive and maybe I'll wait right. for a time period, right? But if what I have is very serious and what I have is urgent that it's corrected, well, now what you're offering may be very reasonable uh, in order to get this done. It's like, I have to do it, yes or yes. You know, the, the, I, I had a car that its engine blew. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, my, my wife needed the, needed the car. She needed it yesterday, right? So I think right. that was a $7,000 repair. 
kind of sucks, but if you want your car tomorrow, you better yeah. pay the money, right? So yeah. it's like that, and your car, by the way, the car is worth $500 if I don't fix the engine. So if I do fix <laughs> it, it's worth 20. Okay, maybe I'll fix the engine, you know? So, so this is the kind of thing that you have to be able to express in sales and you have to understand that component of the sales component, the component. And again, always putting the practice member's best interest first. That's the most important thing. That's way more important than even the sale. Because even if you lose that sale, if they feel like they've been honored and they feel like you're a person mm -hmm. that gave them the straight up deal, they're right. going to refer people into your office. So you might not get them. I, I've had people that, that said, you know what? This is not for me. I was looking for a Band-Aid. But thank you, doctor. You've been very honest and upfront with what you've been doing. And they send me 20 or 30 clients. You know, it's yeah. like amazing. So like you think you lost on that time. Oh, I, you know, I lost the sale. But then they come back because you're a real human. And I have to tell you, that's right. another that's another currency, which is rare in today's world, yes. especially with Instagram and Facebook. Mm -hmm. I can I could post any imagine, uh, you know, images of my life, but you don't really know who I truly am. But when you can have a communication with me, and Dr. John was gracious enough to say, if you really get to know Liam Schubel, you really get to get to realize that he has a big open heart and he's there just to help and contribute. Um, but sometimes you might be turned off a little bit by my public appearance because I am in your face, because I am trying to do a pattern interrupt to wake you up and get you to take yes. some kind of action. So, yeah. so that's the that's the thing that you have to that you have to take into factor in, into in, into you know into the sales procedures and the sales systems is that you have to develop this level of authenticity. And I, I got to tell you, for some people, that's that's work. They have to reprogram themselves because in many parts of this world has taught people how to be fake, right? How to put up yeah. an image. And and I even right. see it with with associates sometimes I, that I work with. They're afraid mm -hmm. to ask questions. And, and, I, and I say, listen, I know that you don't want to ask a question. And maybe students like this. A lot of times, I, you know, it's, I was speaking in Europe, and this happens all the time. In Europe, I'm telling jokes from the stage. Nobody's laughing. You know, I, uh, <laughs> everybody is so, you know, we came here, CE credit. They're so serious. But then when they get some drinks on them in the evening, <laughs> then I'm packed. I've got a line of 50 people that want to talk to me. They were afraid to talk to me when they were sober, Right. But yeah. then when they get a few drinks and now they have all these questions and the reason that they were afraid is because they don't want to look stupid. They don't want to look like they don't know it all. Well, believe me, I know they don't know it all. I, you know, I don't think they're stupid. I think it's stupid not asking the question. I think that's stupid, right? Because here's the thing. Again, the quality of your questions determine the quality of your life. If you yeah. have a resource and somebody's willing to share something with you, why wouldn't you ask the question? You don't look stupid. You look actually, and I have to tell you, when people ask me questions, I feel honored that they've come to me for advice or, or for, for wisdom. I mean, that's an, that's an honor for me. Oh, you, you actually think I know something. That's, that's, very, <laughs> that's very honorable that, that you would uh, make that assumption. And so I'll do my best to help them. And, and so mm -hmm. I, I tell my associates and I tell anybody, any student or, or any doctor of chiropractic, you know, you got to get, you know, uh, one of my, uh, one of my uh, friends in chiropractic is Dr. Ora Tovar. She often says, you know, you got to get naked. You got to get naked. I mean, you got to just bare your soul and say, look, I'm okay. I'm going to break myself down because I'm going to build myself up. I'm going to build myself back up and I'm going to do it better. And yeah. that's an honorable thing. Nobody. I mean, if you had videotape of me and my first television interviews or radio interviews, 
you would be amazed that I didn't get kicked out of the country. You know, like <laughs> you'd be like, how the heck did this guy have any level of success at all? But why, you know, why reinvent the wheel? Why go through all that torture yourself? Why not just find somebody who's already been through it, who's already done it all and done it successfully and develop systems so anybody can do it. Right. And that's a huge thing too. Yeah. I, I take, I save people from their personality driven practices. You know, there's, there's two types of practices, a personality driven practice and there's a systems based practice. Right. The personality driven practice, my heart bleeds for those people because yep, when they I go to sell it, years. Yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. If you yeah. ever decide to go to sell it, it's not really a, a gigantic asset because unless I'm Nicole Bonner, right? Exactly. Your practice is not worth that much to me, right? So that's, so that's a big right. challenge. I've got to become Nicole Bonner. If you have a systems-based practice, well, then I just have to follow the systems that Nicole has in place. And now your practice has a level of, of value to it. Yes. That's number one. And number two is, and this is important, if you ever want to scale your practice, and I know a lot of people do. I know a lot of people think chiropractic is the greatest gig ever because even better than teachers, you know, teachers have summers off. Yeah. You have, you have whenever you want off. If oh, yeah. you can systemize mm -hmm. your practice. And that's what yes. I, I, I'm helping a guy right now, bringing, bring on, you know, on board an associate, but mm -hmm. he had a personality driven practice. I go, you're going to fail. Yeah. So you need to develop these systems. And now we showed him how to interview. We showed him how to hire, what to look for. We showed him how to uh, train. And now he's got a person in there and he says, Dr. Schubel, I love chiropractic, but I also love to do other things. You saved my life. I'm spending more time with my wife, more time with my family. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, you know, the soccer dad now. I'm going to all the games. I couldn't do that before because I, I was a slave to my practice. I couldn't get out of my yeah. practice. So listen, yeah. if you're a student, don't make that mistake now. I'm going to do it. And this is what we hear. I'm going to do it my way. Oh, well, good luck with that. You know, like, <laughs> it's, I mean, I, I, some people enjoy it, but after a period of time, you're going to find out what I'm telling you is true. So start out in the correct manner. Learn the systems now. And I have to tell you, um, in ShubalVisionElite.com, we have systems that, that are so easy to learn and it's all on video. It's all on audio. It's all in written format because people learn in different ways. And it's all accessible to you 24 hours, seven days a week. So at three o'clock in the morning, you decide, hey, I'd like to learn some how to market better. I'd like to learn how to sell. I'd like to learn some more mindset. It's all there for you. Uh, and so we talked about uh, mindset. We talked about communication. We talked about sales. We talked about marketing. Uh, the final one is kind of what we've been talking about as well. Hiring, training, and motivation of staff. That's another area where people fall flat on their face. Yes. And I've seen so many doctors of chiropractic that are being held hostage right now yep. by the people that work for them because they haven't learned how to systematize the practice where, where if a person's not working out, you have a way to, to change them out and a yep. way to know, recognize, is this person a good hire from the beginning? Mm -hmm. You know, the most important thing you could do is, is learn how to hire well. And that's, that's a process that requires some training. And that's what we teach that system on, on how to find them, how to train them, and then how to motivate them. Those are the three key wins. Because listen, a staff, I, I'm going to tell you, every staff member I have, I joyously, joyously pay their salaries. I love it. We, we were shut down two, three months for, for, for the coronavirus uh, in some of the countries that I'm in. Two to three months of zero income coming in, and we paid our employees the whole time. Nice. And I was happy to do it because, listen, these people come through for me every single time. But why yeah. do they do it? 
because they're great people. Why? Because I have a great system on hiring. Why? Because I have a great system on training. Why? Because I have a great system on how to motivate them. So mm -hmm. I, they're not they're not beholden to me. I'm not beholden to them. But we all work in synergy together in unity right. on a common purpose and goal. How great is that when you go into the office and everybody's not there just to make a dollar? Oh, we're going to make mm -hmm. a lot of money. But we're not there for that. We are right. there to serve people, serve more people, and serve them at the, our highest level and get greater clinical outcomes. That's why we're there. And that's why we're excited. When we do that, and we do that right, well, yeah. abundance financially is the is the next step. And, and so that's the final uh, core element of businesses. So if you can imagine, and this is what I say, don't get dis discouraged about, you know, moving your practice from zero to hero. It's a process, you know, healing takes time, you know, as we say in chiropractic, it's a process. But, you know, there's a book I read, I forget what it was called, but it was, they talked about doing these little action steps every single day. And at the end of a year, oh my gosh, look at where we are, because we took 365 little action steps and now look where we are so right. one of the things i always do is i write out those five before i go to bed at night i write out those five core elements of business i actually have a sheet to do that and we have that in our program and then i say mm -hmm. what is it that i'm going to work on tomorrow on mindset what specific action am i going to take on marketing tomorrow what specific action am i going to take on sales tomorrow what specific action uh, step am I going to take on communication? What specific action step am I going to take on hiring, training, and motivating a staff? Yeah. So can you imagine what your practice looks like six mm -hmm. months to a year after doing that? The problem yeah. with most people is they, they're nonspecific. They're just saying, man, I'd really like to have a bigger practice. Boy, I'd love to have multiple practices. I'd like to earn this amount of money. I would love to do this. Well, I'd love to do that and I'd love to do everything, right? Mm -hmm. I'd love to be a billionaire, but you have to take action steps in order to yeah. uh, uh, manifest that. And, and again, the mind is like a computer. If I have it written down, if I have that list, I don't know if you've seen this, but when you have it, there's something about writing down a list that yeah. when you have it on there, sometimes I don't even refer to the list the next day because I'm so busy. And then I'm yeah. like, gosh, I did all these things. Because it's, it's there. Your brain yeah. saw that piece of paper. And many people are, I'm a visual person. You see it and it gets ingrained in your brain. And that's how you make your action steps, your moves to happen. So yeah. listen, success in chiropractic is a science. Success in chiropractic is an art. So success in chiropractic is a philosophy. Uh, you can learn the systems that bring all this about and really bring about the chiropractic experience in that, in that way that you're happy working in your practice, your practice members are happy, and your staff is happy. And it's just one big party. That's how chiro chiropractic, yes. successful chiropractic actually should be easy. It should be easy. I, and I got to tell you, with 20, 20, soon to be 21 chiropractic practices, I spend maybe an hour, two hours a week on average working on those practices. Whereas some people, they can't open up another practice, or they, can, they can't even consider opening up another practice because they're so overworked with the practice they have right now. Right. I'm, I'm, all I'm focusing on is when am I going to open up my next practice? I'm just washing, rinsing, and repeating. That's all I'm yeah. doing. And I have everything systematized. Another great book is E-Myth, where I know we're closing out here. E-Myth is another one by Michael Gelbert. It is a great book. Yeah, showing, I read that. Showing you how to systematize and compartmentalize that you don't have to be doing everything. You should be actually be saying, what is it that only I can do? And that's what you should be doing. Everything else you say, 
what, what, who else could do what I'm currently doing and let me delegate it to them. That's the way you get efficient and that's the way you, you, you grow at scale without having uh, an ulcer. Right? So anyway, <laughs> Nicole, that's, I think, what, is this an hour long program? Yeah, it is, Liam. And that was just, I'm like mind blown and I love it. And um, first of all, a couple of things. Um, we need to do this again. Sure. Because I have a feeling that there's more than an hour worth of gold in that brain of yours. Yeah. And this next thing we need to talk about is is how do we get these principles? Because this, this whole hour is full of principle. Like yeah. everything that you talked about was, was full of principles. How do we get these principles to our students? And yeah, because... I know that you would agree that it's not just about the students building their practices, but it's about changing the course of humanity through chiropractic and changing the perception of chiropractic and humanity. Correct. And and you and that everything that everything that you talked about is spot on. It's it's key to to the the um, preservation of what who we are as chiropractors. Absolutely. And, um, and so, so that, those are going to be the two next things that we do. So we're going to do a couple of things. I'm going to have John get in touch with you so that he can get all of your contact information. When we Great. edit this, all of your information is going to be posted out for um, everybody to see, get in contact with you. Um, we'll de I'll definitely have Cassie reach out to you and um, look for a time and a day and a time that we can do uh, podcast number two, if you're willing to do that, that would be awesome. Yeah, sure, Nicole, no problem. Cool. And um, and I have one funny story to close on. Okay. Are you ready? Hit me. So I don't even know, like maybe 15, 17 years ago. How long have you been in practice, Liam? Uh, 25, going on 26 years. Okay. So it was probably like seven, 16 years ago. I don't know if you remember this. But um, I was new in practice. I was doing at the time um, tons of workshops. Like you said, when, when I opened my practice, the same thing. I walked door to door. Um, I did workshops, you know, all the time in my office, did outside workshops, did dinner talks, like dinner with the docs. And um, I was, you know, like, and, I'm, and I still am pretty outspoken about the truth, right? I was a, you know, definitely a renegade, you know, sharing the truth. So one night, it was about, I don't know, eight o'clock at night, I get, I, I do a dinner talk. The, 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 the room was filled. I must have had like 50 people in this like little pizza, pizza parlor doing a dinner talk. And I think I was talking about like vaccination or something, right? So I get done with my dinner talk. I'm in my car and I get a phone call. And I answer the phone. I'm like, Hello? You're like, is this Nicole Bonner? I'm like, yeah. You're like, this is Liam Schubel. And I, she, are you ready to go? Are you ready to start a revolution in your town? I swear to God, Liam, you probably don't even remember that. And I'm like thinking, who is, I've never heard of you at that time, right? I'm like, who is this guy, right? So I'm like, sure, Liam, right? And you were talking and I don't even remember the conversation because it was that long ago. So I hang up the phone and I call my good friend, Anita Mylon, you know Anita. Right? Oh yeah, Anita, sure, of course. Yeah. So Anita, she and I have been friends since I've been 16 years old. I call up Anita, I go, Anita, I go, I think the government is after me. 
<laughs> she goes, why do you say that? I go, I don't know. Some dude, Liam, just called me and wants to know if I want to start a revolution. <laughs> and she starts cracking up. And she's like, don't you know who that is? I'm like, no. She's like, it's Liam Schubel. I'm like, all right. Well, it's not the government. I can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what, story. what I'm wondering, uh, I'm wondering if it might have been a call for Sherman College or chiropractic, maybe to get involved with Sherman in some way. I, I don't, I don't know what I would have been calling you for that. You remember? I don't know. I don't honestly, Liam. I don't remember. It was so yeah. long ago, and you caught me so. You were so, um, just straightforward and abrupt, and just. <laughs> you, Are you a Sherman, interrupt me. Are you a Sherman graduate? No, I graduated from Parker. Huh. Yeah, I wonder what so that was all about. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't remember. And you pattern interrupt me, interrupted me. Yeah. And I was like, what? Who? What? So I probably wasn't even like paying attention because I was like, who the heck is this person? Right. But it was, uh, it was fascinating. So how, how, are you, uh, are you, have you, are you or how you, have you ever been a member of, this sounds like an inquisition. Are you, or have you ever been a member of FSCO or IFCO? The IFCO I was. Maybe I was calling in regards to that. That might've been, that might've been what it was about, I'm thinking. Cause it really that, that's the, for my business, I never do cold calls like, you know, Shubal Vision Elite. So it, it had yeah. to have been related to Sherman College or IFCO. That's the only two things I would be calling about. Yeah. I would probably, it was probably more for Sherman. Cause I think this was before, like way before I joined IFCO. Okay. Okay. So right. um, interesting. Interesting anyway, story. Thanks for sharing. That. Funny. Yeah, you're <laughs> welcome. I told you I had a funny story. <laughs> that is so wild. That is so wild. All right, man. So I'm going to let you go. I'm going to get back to serving patients. And Great. thank you. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Sabadika. And uh, and we'll and um, I'm going to have John be in touch. All right. Very good, Nicole. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Ha have a great afternoon. You too, sir. Take care. Gotcha.